This is Eddie Murphy talking about making trading places. I don't want to trade places with anybody. I, I'm not at like in, in, I don't envy anyone's lifestyle. I'm happy with my situation. I would like to be Prince one night. That music, you, people probably don't know who Prince is. He's a musician. I'd like to be him one night. I think all entertainers want to be like, it's everybody's like, any entertainer wants to be a rock star, you know, because it's like, I don't know. I think I'd like to do that for one night, but just one night because he's five foot two. And so I just one, <laughs> one night. <laughs> and this is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Epps. And today, today we're talking about a movie about a snobbish investor and a wily street con artist who find their positions reversed as part of a bet by two callous millionaires. This is directed by John Landis, written by Timothy Harris and Herschel Wingrod, starring Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ralph Bellamy, a whole host of people. And of course, this is Trading Places. Well, William, what do you think? I like it, Randy. It's very nice. I like the way you got the mirrors and stuff hooked up over there. It's very pretty. I like that. I like that mirror. I don't think he understands, Randolph. Oh, but Marty, I do understand. Uh, I William. Do. Yes. This is your home. Uh-huh. Right. It, it belongs to you. Yeah, all this is mine. I like my home. It's very nice. It has very nice taste in houses. I like Everything it. you see in this room is yours now. Uh-huh. This is my stuff. Your own personal property? Yeah, my own personal shit. You understand? It's mine. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you know what I like most about my place, Randy? The curtains, man. Look at the curtains. It's beautiful the way I got this place set up, man. This is something else. I like it. Okay. I kind of forgotten about trading places. And not that... <laughs> okay, let, let, me, let me back up. I love these kinds of movies. I love these, like, Freaky Friday, not necessarily body switch, but, like, reversal of fortune and kind of seeing where this hap- where you know, where movies go in this space. Um, I think Freaky Friday was probably one of the first things that comes to mind because Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. But I think we rarely get things like this. Like, also, just thinking about like, Blazing Saddles with uh, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Ironically, Richard Pryor was meant to be in this movie in the, the Eddie Murphy role. But I think about those kinds of buddy comedies are not things that we get quite often. I'm not even sure if you're going to call this a buddy comedy because the two are <laughs> are not buddies at all throughout the, most of the film until, you know, the, the third act where they kind of get their revenge. But that's what I think is probably the most interesting thing about this film is that we're watching these two stars essentially play, you know, essentially getting along in these separate lives and, and like they aren't coming together. Again, conversely to any other buddy comedy where they may or may not like each other, but they are stuck together for some reason. And I think it was a brilliant move to have, you know, these two stars do their own thing and then come together and have this like weird two person team up with Jamie Lee Curtis, which is amazing. But I really wanted to watch this film because I just, it was between this and Blazing Saddles, and I'm not sure which one I should have gone with. I should have watched both of them. But I just longed for a time where two people just got together. And I think I wasn't disappointed in what I saw. I think this movie holds up really well. I've, I've laughed quite a bit, and I thought a lot of it was funny, what, 30 years on? And listen, to be fair, Dan Aykroyd is in blackface in one of the one in in the climax of the film where they're trying to get the code or the the report. And I gotta say, I wasn't offended. 
I, I wasn't offended by this. I'm not saying blackface isn't offensive. I'm saying in this particular situation, I wasn't offended. I, I don't think there were. Yeah, I, I, I think the way it was presented at this time wasn't wasn't meant to be offensive. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to justify it all to say that I wasn't personally offended. I'm sure a lot of people are offended by these things. But I, I think it goes to the... Yeah, this movie is actually fairly grounded in its humor and it, it, it's, it's, it, and its comedy. And to have a moment like that kind of come out of nowhere, along with like the, you know, some of the other gags and the rest, of, the rest of that third act there, it felt so left in comparison to the situation that these two characters are put in, which felt quite grounded and quite real. But I'm, I'm not sure. What, what, what are your thoughts? Have you seen this film? Like, is this, is this too old? Is this too niche? <laughs> Let me know what your thoughts are. Let's jump into some fun facts. And like I said, this movie was originally set, actually set to star Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Part of the film was shot during the real life trading hours of the World Trade Center. It was fantastic to see the World Trade Center RIP. Um, Not not a joke as a New Yorker. It's just really great to see these buildings standing tall, to be perfectly honest, and, and remembering the life that was inside of it, not to be too morbid. But the the Duke brothers also returned to Coming of America as Vagrant, which I thought is a really good callback, because I, I knew that I've seen, I've seen Coming to America a lot more than I have seen Trading Places, and I could not figure out why. Like, I thought it was funny, but I, I didn't know the connection at all. So knowing that now brings a whole different sense to that that joke of, of seeing these of the Duke brothers being all poor and, and destitute. Um. Scene stealers. Jamie Lee Curtis is 100% a scene stealer, and not because she goes topless, hashtag free the nipple, but it's it's probably because in this, like, it's a male-dominated movie, and I'm not saying any woman could have done it, but Jamie Lee Curtis and her charisma is, and, and you know what it is? It, I, I was going to say charisma, but it's more her badass attitude. You know, she's a... Uh, a prostitute who's trying to, you know, make her means and and go on about her life, and then she gets sucked into, the, you know, sucked in with this whole Dan Aykroyd, you know, trading places situation. And I don't know. I, I thought I thought she was a shining star in the in this film, and it had me double guessing if it was Jamie Lee Curtis a few times because I'm not sure how many things I've seen Jamie Lee Curtis in that wasn't Freaky Friday, that wasn't you know, Halloween, the roles that she's known for. And I think as I watch some of these rest of these movies for 2022, it's, it's really been eye opening to watch some of these icons and legends do things that maybe they weren't so known for, but it allowed them to be incredibly different from the roles that, that people just have stuck in their mind. Okay. So how would I make this better? I think, I think I want, (laughs) I think I want like an end credits piece with the gorilla and seeing how far this bit goes. I think it's a really funny bit. I I was convinced someone would you know unmask the gorilla and and like it would go a different way. But <laughs> now that they officially shipped the gorilla off to Africa or the man uh, off off to Africa, I was like, oh, like what what happens? Like who's checking these crates? There's no one checking these crates whatsoever. <laughs> where are the where are the animal handlers? But that's all. Is this required? Yes, but no. Okay, I'm really on the fence about this one because this movie is really funny and I really enjoyed it. But I don't know 
what it does in a way that's different from other movies in the same genre. Like I said, it's a two-hander and it's a buddy comedy. And I think what it does really well is separating those two actors and allowing them to shine on their own before putting them back together. But, you know, Eddie Murphy, yeah, Eddie Murphy and, and Dan Aykroyd just are not together. And I, I think it's, again, I think, I think that's a, a strength that it has. But I'm not sure if I can say that this is required watching in terms of the movie as a whole. But I, I don't know. It, I don't know where I land on this film in terms of it being required. I'm leaning much more towards no, but I think it was really, really good. So that kind of sways me a little bit, which it shouldn't. Because it being a required watch is about what we can take away from it. And I just don't think there's enough to take away from it. But it's a Christmas movie that I will always, always enjoy. But... What, what do you think? Are you guys watching this at Christmas time? And I, I, I rarely watch this movie, but I'm just curious what people think. It's one of those off-brand Christmas movies. But that's all. Super short one today. Thank you so much for listening or watching. If you enjoyed this, please, please share it. And please leave a review. And we'll start to read those on the air. Um, and 2022 is right around the corner. So please make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're downloading episodes. Because we are doing tons of giveaways in the new year and we're going to do something a little bit different that i think i hope that people will enjoy i think i will enjoy it so until next time guys required watching is a film club so let's have your say peace out